0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com.
1: You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street
2: Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Great Great. to woes in history. And by history, we mean today. Ice cold beer and food. Waddle and Sylvie. And Twin Peaks. Welcome back to the show live from Twin Peaks, Warrenville, on ESPN Chicago.
1: Hope you're having a great Wednesday. We're breaking up the work week here at Twin Peaks. And yes, the address is 282-52 Deal Road. We'll get to your phone calls at 312-332-3776. Reacting to Bedard's debut and. Talking about generational players and who could be next. Whether could I mean could this be a six-month span where we see Bedard's debut, Shohei signing with the Cubs, and Caleb Williams being drafted by the Bears? That would be something exciting. Times in the Windy City, or maybe none of that happens after Bedard. That's true. Maybe I mean that that would probably be the better bat that uh, it goes over two that the Cubs just do something completely different. A lot of talk about two. Pete Alonso coming and uh, trading for him. Um, but then you've got to give up prospects. Uh, and uh, when the Bears, maybe they don't end up getting the number one pick and Carolina falls to two, and whoever gets that number one pick ends up just drafting Caleb Williams. But it's, it's, it's fun to dream and it's fun to talk about. So it was Chase on the south side who called. He doesn't call us anymore. Where's, what, what, what's happening? He call. He'll call every now and then. I love Chase. Chase used to come
0: to every event we would have, and he used to call us once a day. Maybe I ran him off because he was still trying to sell me on Mitch, and I just kept telling no. him no.
1: Chase calls. There, are, there are a couple things I don't like. I, I don't. My, my, my mother-in-law is a terrible buyer. Do you, you know? There, do you know people, do you have anyone in your life who can't say goodbye? That when it's time to go. Yeah, Chase is like that. It's gotta, you got to go. Well, he's a bad helloer is what I was going to say. He's, uh, he just can't get on the phone and just go. He does usually have a good point. But he's got to just dress up everything.
0: Maybe that's why he doesn't call us anymore.
1: Yo, what's up? Yo, Waddle! He knows. Waddle! You there, Waddle? He knows you. Yes, you've, you've heard us talk. Waddle's here, Chase. Yo, Waddle. And, and, like, just go to your point. It's great. We're here. We love you, Chase. And so, like... Oh, Justin's ready. And I'll bring up what he had to say. I knew once I'd get into the detail, uh, Justin would go to the podium. So here's Justin Fields up at Hallis Hall.
3: You you need explosive plays. So um, I think it gets us in the rhythm. Um, Of course, it gets the momentum going. So it's always positive to have those uh, big chunks. Justin, DJ
4: was talking about the second touchdown passing through on Thursday on the contested one in the end zone. What did you see on that entire sequence he kind of put on the double move back left corner in the end zone?
3: Oh, yeah, just one on one, double move. threw it to the spot, and he made a great catch, so simple.
4: You called it a faith ball and said that the more you hit on those, the more they unlock. What, what's kind of your thoughts as a quarterback when you, when you see the opportunity? To-
3: I mean, yeah. I mean, it's basically a fade ball. Of course, it was a double move, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a you know red zone fade ball, so I mean, we've done that plenty of times in training camp from the moment he's got here. So um, he knows that I trust him. Um, he trusts me on that to put it in the right spot. So it's just a well-executed play, and uh, he made a great good catch. It's a long weekend, were you able to reflect on what it is specifically that, that's really been clicking for you the last two boggings? Um, I mean, not really. Um, I think I'm just you know focused on continue to get better each and every day. Um, I think the offense as a whole we've you know gotten better, um, you know each and every week. So our go- our main goal is just to do that, just to keep getting better and um, just keep going. So is yeah. there been a sense of
4: relief? Uh, just being able to see the offense get to clicking and then get this win this week.
3: Not really a sense of relief um, because we knew that we could do it the whole time. So I think at this point it's now just keeping it going um, and, you know, putting up the same amount of points and, uh, you know, being uh, efficient, you know, as we have been the past two weeks. So.
1: Okay. I mean, has the, the offense been able to produce more explosive plays the last couple of
3: weeks and what's the key to keep that going? Um, I think, you know, just everybody doing their job. Um, one, it starts with the O-line up front protecting, giving me time to be out, to be able to be back there to throw the ball and then, you know, so it's the receivers, you know, making plays on the field, uh, making contested catches, running good routes and stuff like that. So um, I think it's just a combination of that, you know, blocking and, of course, the receivers running around and then me throwing the ball. So
4: When you and DJ have a day like you did against Washington and there was as much single high as they were playing, do you anticipate like the next week teams kind of course correcting to... What how a team defended you the previous week, and
5: in creating such big performances.
3: Uh, I mean, they're probably going to make you know some adjustments, but I don't see you know Minnesota speaking. I don't see them changing who they are uh, because of you know um, the week that we had the week before. But you know, I do expect uh, them to you know cloud a little bit. You know, we 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 know they're a high pressure team, so definitely got to get ready for that. But um, I mean, yeah, I don't think a team's going to fully change their identity of who they are. You know, the the way they play the game. Um, you know, their base coverage and stuff like that just because, you know, we're having success, they're probably going to you know, go in the game, trusting their guys that, you know, they their guys can get the job done. So, yeah. Sorry, Justin,
5: one of your uh, doctors was on the score yesterday on the radio, and he said that processing is quicker than anything he's ever seen firsthand, and it's only getting better. Do you agree with that, that you're at that level right now?
3: Processing? I mean, I don't know. I don't know who he's seen so I feel like that's a you know question for him to be honest with you. I can't, you know, give my opinion towards, you know, everybody else who you seen. But. Do you feel like you're in a zone though, that when you're out there? Uh yeah, I mean I guess but I, I feel like I'm just playing ball, to be honest with you. So I'm playing ball and you know the main thing is just being locked in, you know, in the first through the fourth quarter. You know, me personally I think I have to do better in the second half with, you know, staying um, locked in and, you know, keeping all the guys locked in and, you know, putting up the same amount of points as we do in the first half. So I think that's our next step as an offense is just, you know, keeping our foot on the gas and not not letting up and, you know, keep, keep putting up points. So.
5: When you get big production like that from DJ, not, not just past game, but there was one before that as well, does that, do you open the door to get other people and to get other people going as well and then you kind of have everything
0: clicking?
3: I mean, yeah, we always want to do that. Uh, but I mean, everybody knows, you know, everybody on the team knows the role. Everybody on the team knows that you know DJ's our number one receiver. So, um, you know, and wherever the chips fall, they fall. But um, you know, he's the number one receiver, and um, you know, Moon's gonna get the ball, Cole's gonna get the ball, and of course, we always want to get those guys involved. You know, just 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 spread the love. So, yeah. yeah.
5: So yeah. He's Justin he's just on DJ, though, do you think that that will lead to more opportunities
3: for? I mean, team? it's got to. If they put two guys on DJ, then. One on one on either Cole or Mooney. So, yeah. yeah
5: so DJ talked about the 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 process of building chemistry and evolving route concepts with him. What's that relationship been like between you two as you work, you know, after practice, whenever it is to, to develop that, that natural chemistry?
3: I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it started back, you know, since he got here, um, just throwing routes with him, talking routes versus different coverages and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a long process, but, you know, of course we've worked through it and, you know, we've grown and, uh, gotten better every week. So, uh, you know, just looking to you know keep going and keep, keep going in the right direction. So
4: part of the Vikings are is a team that pressures a lot, as you mentioned. What do you see in them in terms of what they do, blitz wise that that you have to account for? And how is it unique? To
3: Yeah, I mean, they do a lot. Uh, of course, they have a talented defense. They do a lot. Um, a lot of vets on that team. I um, mean, you know, good front, uh, good secondary. So um, definitely you just got to be looking out for everywhere. I mean, they can bring anybody from you know anywhere so um, you know corners from nickels to you know linebackers to cover zeros or whatever so um, so we just got to you know, have the plan ready to go and everybody's got to be locked in for this week and uh, just be able to be able to form on Sunday so yeah that
0: was it huh he removed himself from the Halasalt yeah. dental chair
1: that was uh, that like some days are really um, expansive. And other days are not are like a trip to the dentist. So, but as uh, long as you ever as had your
0: teeth pulled, it's not fun. I have no, uh, yeah, they yeah. it sucks. That's kind of how you talk to the dent, you know the dental assistant. You know, is they're telling you what they're about to do to you. No, really, yeah, no, no, it's gonna this is gonna hurt. It's not gonna be fun. Let me know when it's over. And
4: you're like, like stop I, asking I, me questions because
0: you <laughs> have all these instruments in my <laughs> mouth. So leave me alone. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, look. It, it is – just keep keep improving. Just keep playing well. And they're going to face a Minnesota Vikings team that will do something that other teams don't, and that's blitz you on 56% of the snaps. That's the highest blitz, blitz percentage in the NFL by over 10%. So there are going to be some opportunities for them to make plays, and I'm sure that that's something that they're all focusing on this week for sure, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Go win your individual battles. Like, I trust that DJ Moore – a Cole, or uh, or Darnell Mooney can win some individual battles against a team like like Minnesota. They've been better, but they're not in a, a, a top half of the league defense. So, no,
1: no, I think that, like against that blitz, they're getting burned. I, I well, think, they're getting
0: burned without the blitz too. But like, but I, I, but I, I think
1: they're giving up like a seventy-five percent completion rate against the blitz.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think Brian Flores has two two options. You could sit back, and you can beat me with paper cuts. Or I could try to come at you and, and force you into some mistakes, and then we're going to give up some big plays in the process. But that's who they are, yeah. and that's what you have to be—you uh, have to be prepared for. Yeah.
1: So uh, just yeah, like Sammy used to say, just keep it continue. Yeah. Just just keep playing well, put up points, take care of the football, uh, get keep feeding J- uh, DJ Moore as well. Um, he should. I don't care even if they are keying on him. Uh, most good wide receivers get keyed on, and they continue to get the football. You you have to get your best players the ball week in and week out. Um, we were talking about the generational players. So the the one thing that Chase did say, which I thought was interesting, and going in, and it was right after Tyler and I were talking about this generational stuff, was how many of the players who turned ended up being generational players. Not generational prospects came out as generational prospects. So, for instance, let's go through the all-time great quarterbacks. Who's the greatest quarterback to ever play? Tom Brady. Was he a generational prospect? No. Who's next after uh, Brady? Joe Montana. Was he a generational prospect? Third-round pick? Yeah, and the answer is absolutely not. Um. So who's next? Like, who's next on that list? And the point is that I was racking my brain on, on a lot of these players. More times than not, in most sports, like you have Gretzky, who was one of the greatest phenoms ever. There are some that you can say came out as a phenom, was one of the greatest players ever. LeBron James came out as a phenom, was one of the greatest players ever. Magic? As, 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 yeah, Matt, Magic. Larry. yeah Yeah. Um, as Chase brought up, too, um, Patrick Mahomes was not a, a, a phenom. Patrick Mahomes was not ranked as a generational uh, quarterback coming out of the draft. Aaron Rodgers, was, even though a first-round pick fell in the first round, was not a generational or this highly touted quarterback. It's amazing to think so even though we tag these guys as generational how many of them really in the end how many of the greatest steph curry i was thinking of um how many people even thought steph's college game would even translate in the pro game many people thought too small too you know too risky too injury prone and now Transcendent shooter, maybe the greatest shooter of all time. People are debating is he the greatest point guard of all time? It's amazing to think just because you are a generational prospect coming out doesn't mean you're going to finish as one of the greatest players, or just because you're not ranked as a generational prospect or even a, a terrific prospect doesn't mean you can't be one of the greatest all time players trying to think
0: some of the guys, regardless of sport, that were advertised as generational guys that didn't turn out to be all that Here's then some.
5: Well, uh, Steven Strasburg. Now, a lot of that's due to injury, but he was a generational pitching prospect. Another national player, too, was Bryce Harper. He did end up working out. Right. He's now at the Nationals. Strasburg was terrific
1: when he was healthy. And they won a World Series because of that, right? Right. Um, Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor were 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 both kind of that way, weren't they? Where where they were phenoms?
0: I remember Strasburg being more hyped than most because he back when he was at day. San Diego State, he yeah. had that run of like no hitters. Yeah. Tiger Woods was generational. Yes, yeah, and, and became yeah, yeah. generational. Phenom. He
1: was a phenom. I'm
0: trying to think though, guys that have like, come out well, and well, then well, haven't lived up well, to the Zion, expectation.
1: Zion's one.
0: Yeah. That story's still being written, but so far not, not generational in any way, shape, or form. I'm sure there are many quarterbacks that you can come up with. Some guys are late bloomers. Some guys take a different circuitous path. Um, I'm not shocked that there are guys that are considered all-time greats that weren't considered generational types coming out of their respective drafts. Does Andrew
2: Luck count?
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's a good one, Charlie. I mean, he is one of the greatest prospects as a quarterback coming out, and he lived up to it for when he played and when he wasn't hurt. He I think just f- didn't play long enough. No.
4: I think Peyton Manning reached... Kind of, he was believed. Yeah, he was absolutely. thought of generational.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, like, the only knock, in John Elway.
0: Yeah, you remember though Peyton though for a long time. But it was, I know where you're going, Waddle. It's only yeah. because he didn't
4: win a national championship at Tennessee that he got the oh, could he win the big one?
0: Well, remember they like that was. I don't think anybody ever questioned how good he was, but there was always conversation that he couldn't win the big one. Like he ended up winning two Super Bowls. One was he was in the sidecar. But the other one was him. But he was a, you know, I mean, one of the top five quarterbacks, arguably in the history and of the honestly, sport. But
4: he ran into Brady and Belichick yeah. more times no, than that. That, true. That was the only reason he probably didn't win five or six Super Bowls.
0: Could be, but like that's that was. Don't you remember that conversation over the course of time that there was that that tag that was put on Peyton that. Fabulous player, but can't, yes. can't get over the hump, can't Couldn't, win the big one. Can't
1: be Belichick. Which I yet. think
0: in a lot of ways is unfair with a lot of guys. Like we always talk about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a great football player.
1: He only won one Super Bowl. Only one. Only, only yeah. One. I mean, like. Oh, I wish like, I had a quarterback that yeah, only won one. Give me one like that, yeah. Give me, give me a quarterback in Chicago that only won one in the modern yeah, era. Give me some, because of that quarterback. You give know? me
0: somebody that can get me into, you know. Position to be playing for a championship. And, you know, whether or not you get there consistently, it's the anomaly. The, the, the Tom Brady's are the anomalies.
1: Isn't it amazing that in 2023, with all the advancements that we have in measuring things, in measuring a- analytics and, and athleticism and speed and different ways you can do things with athletes, that they still have no freaking clue to tell if a quarterback's going to be good? No clue. Yeah, I mean, it's... None at all.
0: There's a lot that goes into being good at the position. It really is a hard thing to do. Zach
1: Wilson can still be the picked, what, two overall? Yeah. And can be a guy who has no clue what he's doing on that football field. Toughest position in the world to play. T- T- T-
4: Trey Lance was third overall. Right. And
1: Brock, Brock yeah, it, Purdy it, was the last pick. That, that's what I mean. And, like, Shanahan has all the answers. He has them all. It's like he's got the test. But yet, he is still picking Trey Lance. I think it's, it's, it's truly amazing that still... In 2023, there is no true science behind how to how to pick these guys any better, any of them. Yeah, Brock Purdy, the the, the, that Brock Purdy, that here he is looking like Joe freaking Montana in that right system. It's cool.
0: It is a lot of times it's it's where you find yourself. That's for sure. You have to have some talent. But to combine the talent with a system that fits you, like Brock Purdy played how many, five years, yes. or four years at well, Iowa State.
1: And that's what they're trying to now calculate. Like, yeah. hey, if you've seen it, if you've done it, if you've produced, it's what drives me crazy about the Velas pick, too. Like, going back to that, it's one of my big, I heard Carmen and Yurko talking about Velas today. It's what drives me crazy about general managers is when you're projecting on just speed Bayless played so many years in college. He played at at USC before he played at Tennessee, yes? Yes. And he, he never produced at USC. Never. And then he went to Tennessee, and in that COVID year, he had a decent year, 800 yards receiving. And that still wasn't that good. And yet they projected him because he had speed at 25 years old. And, like, where's the tape? But you could put in the tape of Brock Purdy being a quarterback and doing it over and over and over and over again. Brock
0: Brock Purdy played 48 games in college football. Yes. You know what I mean? He completed 68% of his passes and had a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 81-33.
1: to Right. And so you say to yourself, okay, Valus Jones played at USC, could never break through. Played at Tennessee, really didn't break through. But I'm going to project him as the first wide receiver I take on a wide receiver needy team. That you that takes some balls to do that, and you better be right. And sure enough, here we are, and he's still trying to make it work. That's when you got to step back and you got to say to yourself, you know what, I, this has got to be a learning moment for me, like Claypool was for a different reason. You know, I projected him as a talent, but he was also not a good worker. I've got to learn from Velas. I can't keep trying to make this work. He never was a good college player. He's not been a good pro player. I've got to take him off the field, and I've got to give someone else a chance right now.
0: I'd have a hard time if I was a talent evaluator. I'm not saying that your, your performance at the collegiate level would be everything, but I'd have to have, for the most part, a body of work that I rely on that tells me well, you know, you know it, it's it's not an assurance. It, it's not a guarantee. But I need to see you do really good things in a fairly sizable quantity before I'm settled on you being able to do it at the next level. It, it, there are guys that have excelled at the, the highest level that didn't have decorated, you know, college careers. But I would say to you there's more times than not that guys who were successful at the collegiate level – You could see it, that it would translate, and ultimately it did.
1: Yeah, like a guy like you, okay, he wasn't, and I'm not blowing smoke. A guy like you who wasn't the fastest, who wasn't the strongest, wasn't the tallest, all you did was put up numbers at Boston College. How many games did you play in college? A bunch. I played all four years. Yeah, that's what I mean. And so you weren't drafted. Is it any shock that when you got to the NFL you can catch passes and you knew how to get open? Well, there's a history of it. Yes. Yeah, there's, that's what I mean. there's, like, there's evidence. I, need, I yeah. that, the, if I'm a scout, yes. and I, I don't have a trained eye, but that would be one of my biggest things. Can he play football? Yeah. That's the first thing I'm doing is I'm looking it's cool to have speed and it's cool to project guys and things, see where their ceilings are. But the first thing I got to see. It's can he play football, and like a guy like Brock Purdy can play football. Yeah. Tom Brady played football at Michigan. You know, There was the weird thing with Henson and everything like that, but he was a football player. And, and the thing with Bayless, I'll, I'll never understand it with poles. When a team that needed every position, everyone they needed a center, they needed tackles, they needed a defensive lineman, they needed everything. He took a gadget guy in the third round of his first year draft, who never put up numbers at Tennessee, and I it just was such a bad process. I'll never, I'll never understand. I'll never
0: that. forgive you, Ryan. Oh no,
1: I'll forgive him. I I forget. Like the DJ Moore move does make up for it. Oh, okay. But but that makes it, it better. I, you know, and I, I I would forgive him more if he would cut bait with it already. Yeah, I agree. Like with that. just let it go. He don't make him active this weekend, Ryan. Move away from it. Move away. Well, from Well, if table.
0: EQ can't play, you're going to see more Tyler Scott, and then more Tyler Scott means that Valus Jones is going to have to fill in one of the gaps as well. It's so. like
1: uh, Carmen said. You know how many targets Valus Jones has had this year? Uh, zero. Zero, but he's been active. I think for every game except one. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot. It's a sense. waste. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're live at Twin Peaks in Warrenville, two eighty two fifty two Deal Road. More of your phone calls and Waddle's World coming up
2: next. This is the Waddle and Sylvie Show live from Twin Peaks in Warrenville on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago, AM, FM, and app. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Isn't that why you're here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Oh,
0: yes. Ronald's World, brought to you by our great friends and partners at Trust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest trust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us, member FDIC. So what's the story about Bigfoot? Like Zetterman sent us a, a video, I guess, of people on a train in Colorado. And it's always, and guess, it's always
1: is, off in a distance, too.
0: I don't think that that it looks very fake to me. But, listen, I'm all in on a good Bigfoot story. Why
1: isn't the person who's doing the camera work, why don't they zoom in? Uh, That's
0: a really good question. Why is it
1: always from afar?
0: People on a train in southwest Colorado may have spotted Bigfoot. Somebody says thoughts. Like, I – is this something that a lot of people are talking about? Can you zoom in? I had never heard about it. I tried, and I –
1: yeah, I've tried to, I can't. I can't really do it. Is it? Is it? It is looks
0: it? like a guy in a suit to me. Does it? Yeah, and he obviously knows that there's a train track up here. So,
1: so you think he's? Uh, I don't think that's a Big
0: Foot. Yeah, I think that's a huge prank. I think they got Zetterman. Waddle. Did you know that uh, my eighth grade science teacher was a bigfoot hunter? I did not know that. I love that though. Is like, it? look, I'm willing to. I'm willing to watch bigfoot shows and and stories about bigfoot. But I, you know what? I'm
1: a skeptic. How, is he? Did he ever find him? No, but he wrote a bunch of books. He went on the History Channel. Well, he? How do you, write, how do you he, write books about something
0: you never saw? Why is don't
1: it, you get him on for
4: us, it's Charlie? It's about all the, uh, um, like all this, all the stories you don't hear about Bigfoot. Charlie,
5: give me one. Give me a story well, about why Bigfoot. Don't, why don't we talk to him? It's Charlie's teacher. If he's
3: Remains a Bigfoot great, I foot hunter. Know, I, I, we can. I will, just we want re- one story.
1: will he remember you?
3: I probably not. it was a while
4: ago. I think he was uh oh, no,
1: that's like uh, ten years ago.
4: He might I don't I would have no idea how to get a hold of him. Did you guys know uh Yurko is close friends with the MILF Hunter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> gonna leave that
5: one right there. Gonna leave that one right there.
1: <laughs> or is he? Is it quote Yurko's friend? Like the like the Babbage boys? <laughs> I agree. My friend Adam. Does Charlie even
0: know what you're talking about, Jeff?
1: Uh, no. No,
0: anything. So, By the way, I'm still a little bit perplexed by this. I, I love analytics. I'm not married to analytics, as I've said a million you're times. You're married to Kara, But I just don't get yeah. a lot of the stuff. Like the matchup predictor on ESPN. And I know our team hasn't been very good. I know everyone's giggly and excited about the progress that we've seen, and and I'm excited about it as well. But that's a Vikings team that really hasn't done much either. Yeah. And the matchup predictor has the Vikings as a 59.6 favorite to win this game against the Bears. Meaning
1: what? That they would win six out of every ten games? I guess that's how they're saying it. That's a Hembo problem. It is. Take it up with Hembo. I just don't, like,
0: I would think this is more of a 50-50 game. You think
1: so? I do. Maybe, like... No Justin Jefferson? 54-46? to In favor of who? The Vikings. I mean, they're still a two... What, they're a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, aren't they? I know. On our field? Yeah. So that's, like, them being a... What a, what what's home field worth these days? It's not quite worth three. They say right? now it's one uh, and a half. Home field
0: has been yeah, it's been nullified. What is yeah, it? They say now it's like one and a
1: half. Yeah, or so, so. it's like they're a four-point favorite on a neutral field. Then,
0: yes. I I thought this game would be a pick'em. That's what I thought it would be. Thought well, you, be pick
1: well pick you were wrong, Mister. <laughs> That's true. Um, Can I give a shout out to? Popcorn Rick stopped by. Yes, he did. Rick and Winfield stopped by and he uh, brought Garrett's popcorn for us. Did and he, he had did? bears jokes. He had bears coaching he, jokes.
0: Yeah, he had a, he was he <laughs> left the set with a
1: series of bears coaching jokes. <laughs> he had bears coaching puns. Yes. But it was nice he came with gifts. Yes. And I he said, did. "What, what? He, he I brought you? He wants to be known as Popcorn Rick." He said, "I brought you guys popcorn." I, I said, no, "Why?" I, would, I, I go what do we owe this for? He says, you guys entertain me every day. So I brought you guys some popcorn. I'd prefer cash money, Rick. Oh, boy. Don't. don't why, why would a listener want to bring you money? That's not nice. You're asking money? Look at this guy what who would you just rather,
0: walked in. What would you rather? I haven't seen him in yeah. forever. The, the, would you the, rather the, the have smart, popcorn or money? The, the smart brust yeah. has just walked in. Did I see a video of him losing money in Vegas
1: at Circa? Uh, his ben, yeah. his brother. Yeah, I think Jonathan I Bruss that. just walked in. Uh, ben Bruss' brother. Uh, uh, probably. Yeah. Uh,
0: by the way, do you see this? This is an, uh, uh, an, an, a, an elegant story. Dylan Brooks is ejected from his first game with the Rockets for a growing
1: strike. A growing strike? A growing strike.
0: Was ejected less than five minutes into his first game. What's with he Houston doing? Rockets. What,
1: what, what, what are you doing
0: on Tuesday night for a flagrant foul two to the groin what, of Indiana Pacers center Daniel Tice?
1: What, what, what a waste of a, a flagrant foul! What are you doing in, in, in preseason? Did Brooks, you see it? Brooks too? said no. he didn't
0: mean to hit him and chalked
5: the ejection up to his reputation. It looked awful.
1: Really?
2: It
5: was like. He's a turd. That's just—he really is. It was Dylan Brooks and, and Grayson Allen. It was the same thing. Like you, you saw the same thing that you always see with those two guys. Wow. What's the name? What's the name? My name is Dylan, the villain. So I guess he responded.
1: That you're right. What a turd, Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Good luck, buddy. Patriots uh, quarterback Mac Jones is
0: going to start against the Raiders. Like. I actually am now watching the Patriots. Do you feel bad for like him? Like the way you would watch NASCAR watching a, a car crash.
1: Are you, are, like do, you you feel, do you feel bad for him? Um, Belichick I'm talking about. Do I feel
0: bad for him? I don't... That's a really good question. I don't feel bad for him because he's had such a great career. And he has such input and say and power. Right. He created his everything own everything that yeah. is going on. So... Like this is the this is the outcome of his
1: his doing. But most athletes who are the greats always have at the end the bad fall, and I guess we're seeing it now just with a coach. Yeah, this we're is, just seeing the fall from grace with the coach. He's got the noodle arm, just as a coach.
0: Yeah, it's. I don't think I don't know that Bailey Zappy is going to take him to the promised land. But it's just it. There is a, a an element of sympathy i think that i feel about how this thing is not just because they're losing but they lost what was it 37 to 3 and 34 to nothing
1: did the bears break them was their start of the the unraveling when the bears went in there on monday night and and did they officially really we're just, taking credit for yes yes i am really? I'm, I'm i'm wondering with like were they considered still decent until the Bears went in there and beat them? And then that was, in essence, the Bears' last win until this past week.
0: Or did, did bad drafts just catch up to them?
1: No, right. That's what I'm saying. But did the Bears expose them? And, and, and was that basically it?
0: I, I don't know. I mean, what did they go was, after? Was the Bears that Bears the punch a that, one, that
1: staggered two, three, them?
0: Four, five. Gee, they were five and five after the Bears game.
1: Okay, year, so maybe not. Maybe maybe that's a flawed. Uh,
0: I think that, I think it flawed. had less to do with the Bears and more to do yes, with okay. Belichick and Travis Kelsey's questionable to play tomorrow night against the Broncos. I hope he plays. I like
1: Travis. Do you Kelsey. think Do you think it's smart for him to play against that team? Not if he's limping around. No. I mean, and especially they should be able to beat the Broncos at home. Yes. and it's on short rest. You get longer rest. Why screw around? Sit, sit him. Right? I
0: would, I would. I think the, I think the Chiefs are one of those teams that's going to look significantly better in the second half of the season than they do in the first half. Yeah, why exasperate
5: the problem? Yeah, I'm with you.
0: Uh, I thought that uh, ESPN did a very nice job honoring Barry Melrose. Uh, uh, Barry is retired after uh, being diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. You saw a lot of touching tributes to him, and there was a video. I think that. It was Gretzky that narrated, Yes, right? it
1: was. Gretzky narrated. He was, remember, Melrose was his coach. Right. At the, Mel, Melrose was only 35 when he coached the Kings. Took them to the Stanley Cup final, right? Mm-hmm. He
0: wasn't a coach for very long either, no. right? He says no. his, his record was 84-108-29. I think
1: just two years.
0: Yeah, and then he became, a, uh, obviously, a standout broadcaster.
1: So Remember, we did lunch with a legend with him at uh, Morton's years ago. Do you remember that during the Hawks I, I run? Was just, Did you forget? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't remember that. No comments, please. Because
0: of the uh, the, uh, the sensitive nature.
1: You the remember that Jason Campbell was sacked a bunch in that 49ers Listen, game. Listen, I
0: got a weird memory. It's but usually you, not you on. You don't,
1: don't remember nope. that we spend time. Nope.
0: I can't. If you gave me a list of the lunch with the legend guests we have. We should do lunch. I,
1: I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to come with, with a lunch with a legend or not, legend or not a legend. Yeah. Tyler, I'll, I'll even. I, I don't know how well you know who we honored as Lunch with a Legend back in the day.
2: Well, you,
5: you could guess too. The, we had a bunch of the posters, the old posters, oh, yeah. still in the office. So there's a few that I remember. We could even do that, like with uh,
1: contestants, and Waddle could be the lifeline see how well waddle remembers
0: i'm happy to do that uh, san francisco area restaurants are imposing a vomit fee on sunday brunch goers i actually think this is a really good idea bottomless mimosas are fun but drinking them until you hurl is never a good idea no. and it could literally cost you 50 bucks that's the fee that some san francisco bay area restaurants are now charging for sunday brunch diners who drink one too many mimosas and end up Spilling their guts.
1: So what do they do? Do you, do you have to put down like at a hotel, you know how you have your credit card down as a deposit? So do you have it down and that way they can impose the fee without having to chase you for the money? That's what they should do. That's what they should do. do they, they like, know what they're doing. Right on the bill? You like, yes. hey, look, you, right now you've got your credit card down. Just know we're going to keep down a $150 deposit extra on top of your bill. Yes. yes. In, in, case you. You, in case you vomit, you'll get that back after you close your tab and leave the restaurant. Who is puking at brunch?
0: Like I Well I've apparently puked, a lot. I've puked before in my younger days after drinking too much, but never after
1: brunch. You don't doesn't Uber have this fee as well? Yeah, there's yes. a
0: puke fee. Here's the yeah. thing. I've paid
1: that before.
0: Point, he signed, posted in popular well, well, Oakland. Well, ho, 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 I've told ho, ho, the story. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've told the story before. You puked it in an Uber. I, I've told the story. Sort of like lunch with the legend and not knowing the legend. No, is if this you don't the, understand this or you don't remember it? Is this, this
1: when you hit your head coming yeah. out of the same? Yes. Yeah, the same remember. night.
0: See now you do remember. So
1: you puked in the Uber and then you got out of the car and then you cracked your head open. Yes. What a night. Yeah. And this wasn't when you were twenty five. This is when you were
0: four four years ago.
1: Four years ago.
0: I'm different now. A sign posted at a popular Oakland brunch spot kitchen story warns diners who indulge in any of the restaurants' five varieties of bottomless mimosas to drink responsibly and know your limits. Otherwise, the sign warns a fifty dollar cleaning fee will be automatically added to the tab of any patron who throws up in a public area of the restaurant. Maybe not serve bottomless mimosas as well. Well,
4: Here's the thing, though. I'm fine with them charging it, but they should take the $50 and give it directly to the employee who's tasked with cleaning up the puke. Because, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I don't yeah. want it just lining the pockets of the restaurant. I think right. The employee right. who has to grab the bucket you and mop. Yeah. 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 So hey, it's, a, who, it's a
1: puke tip. Yeah,
4: I'm, like, I'm, hey, I'm, here's here's I'm cool a fifty dollar bill.
1: Let me ask you this. So you're telling me though, if you puke in the toilet and you totally do it fine, just like you're going number two, except it's just coming out of your mouth. All good. You? No, no. It, it sounds like that's public. No. That you no, still have to pay the puke. No, no.
0: That's private. That's a bathroom. Bathrooms are private. That's not public.
1: That's Plus, the, unless public, it's unless a public it, bathroom. Unless
0: you're you're pooping in, in outside with no doors. If you puke in the toilet, they're not gonna know. They're not
4: gonna there's know. gonna be no cleanup it's needed. Not, okay, I,
1: I I'm, but um, it is you, a public bathroom. That's called a public bathroom, yes. But
0: but it's private because you're in the bathroom over there closing the door. It's no, not I like you're that.
1: it's not like you're squatting I, over I, in the corner. I over was there. just it's semantics. I I just thought you said something like in any public area of the restaurant.
0: Right. They're saying like over there in the corner, over there, like where Danny Lynch is, if you puke next to Danny Lynch, you're gonna get charged for fifty. If you puke in the toilet so- behind the stall, you're good. Okay. Um again I go back to if, if you have an issue, why are you selling why are you selling bottomless mimosas if you have a problem? That's the big problem. Well, drink though, responsibly yeah, Well, that's what I mean, they're saying. Every bar sells alcohol. Every place that sells alcohol yes. is inherently taking yeah. that risk.
1: Don't but. ruin don't room bottomless mimosas for me just because you got a puker in the house. Well, don't also think that everyone's gonna be able to handle their booze
0: okay, you know, in a de- decent way. Anyway, if you puke, you're gonna get you're gonna get charged fifty bucks. That's all I gotta tell you. When we come back, a little something called uh, Florida or Ohio. Oh.
2: Twin Peaks, Warrenville, The Waddle & Sylvie Show, on the radio, on the app, and on the HD radio. Now back to the show with Tom Waddle and Mark Silverman. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Ah. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home.
1: Florida or Ohio is brought to you by 19 Crimes Wine. Not only is it hockey night. In the Silverman household, it's also drinking night in the Silverman household. I'm opening up a bottle of 19 Crimes Wine. Usually that's Thursday. I was
0: going to say, Wednesday, jumping the gun a little
1: bit. We have an event tomorrow night at Hallis Hall, and the kids will be with me, and it's a non-drinking event. So I'm moving up drinking night to Wednesday. Okay? So we're calling an audible. There you go. Opening up a bottle of 19 Crimes Wine, unapologetic by nature, disruptive by design, and believes obedience gets you nowhere. So that's why we move it up. Check out the wine aisle and start defying rules with 19 crimes today. Tyler, what do you got for us?
5: Woman hurls sausage at (laughs) gas station cashier during heated arguments.
1: Woman hurls sausage at cashier?
5: Mm -hmm. A woman was arrested after she threw a sausage and a Coke can at a gas station cashier during a heated altercation. DeAsia Cobb was arrested and charged with battery and disorderly conduct after the incident that unfolded last Wednesday at the gas station. Uh, It started when Cobb confronted the cashier after she could not handle her two transactions at once. The two reportedly shouted at one another, causing the verbal altercation to turn physical. That's when Cobb allegedly grabbed a sausage from the hot tray and its tongs and hurled them both oh, at the okay. cashier. I
1: was I, wondering about a sausage at a gas station, but this is don't think like it's a one good of those, idea. This is one of those like that they're selling yeah. uh, spinning on the wheel, yes, yeah. Right, okay.
0: I just don't know how old those things are. Like no. I'd be very reluctant to Me buy too. a hot dog or a sausage from a gas station.
1: Me as well.
0: Yeah, I don't buy a lot of food from a gas station that doesn't also have like a a kitchen and they're known for serving food. Can you um,
1: can you buy a lot of heated meats in Florida? Or is that more of a Midwest thing? Or is that is that a, a flawed logic here? I don't know. I gotta be honest with I'm you. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati on that I I'm, think
0: you can buy it
1: you can buy a wiener or a sausage at a gas station. Even in Florida, anyway? No, I mean in Cincinnati. Uh, oh no, exactly. yeah, 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 for sure. I know that in in Ohio. For sure in Ohio. Well, listen. Like, I mean, I'm going, yes. Yeah, I'm, you're, you're
0: right. Florida's too proper to sell uh, gas stations.
1: I'm definitely going, yes. I'm going Ohio with this. This is either suburban Cincy or suburban Cleveland. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll split the difference. I'll go to Columbus. Okay.
4: Now, no. when no. I play Florida, no. I'm going with... Uh, the, uh, the the Sunshine State boys, Charlie. Just, who, how many Charlie, Florida? Uh,
1: how many uh, Floridians do you know though? Who say you know what I got a hankering for? I could go for a good Polish sausage. I don't know many.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I I understand that. I still think it's it's probably. I, I'm going to go with Miller. I'm going to take the odds and go with go with Florida here. Where at Florida, Charlie?
1: Um. Let's say uh, just outside of Tampa.
0: Okay. Tampa seems to be an easy
5: target. It really does. And yes, I don't blame you. I don't blame One you. One of
1: the most guest cities
5: in, in Florida or yeah. Ohio. The Florida crew is correct. It took ah. place in Ocala, Florida. Damn it.
0: Yeah. Like, listen, you can buy uh, hot meats in yeah, any gas station anywhere. across the country. I guess anywhere. Yeah.
1: I guess we, the truckers will eat uh, sausage about? anywhere.
0: I mean, it's not only truckers or stopped by the gas station, but, but
1: they're the ones who, who stop at the uh, convenience stores the most. You ever taken they? a
0: shower at a gas station? Never.
1: No. Have you?
0: No, I haven't either. But there are gas stations Ooh. where yes, you can take that. a shower.
1: I, would you like to? I would not.
0: No. No. no not how, how desperate. How desperate? Yes. For a how shower? dirty do you
1: have to be to shower I at a, a truck had, stop?
0: I would have had to puke or poop on myself to actually do that. And if that was the case, maybe I would go in there and take a shower. Your head would be on a swivel, though, that's for sure. I, it's not one of the top, top five things on my list of, of things to do. It's just not.
1: Have you ever had a hot dog uh, at the uh, gas station smothered not. in? Uh... Nope.
0: I've never had a hot dog at a gas station. I don't eat a lot of gas station food. I try to stay away from it. You know, I, I struggle to digest pretty much but anything. E. Carmen goes
1: to the pride stores. That's well, like a they, five-star restaurant. Well, but
0: they have, like, a, they yeah. they've got a kitchen there. I know. They don't have a kitchen at the gas and, uh, station, the shell up at the corner. They
1: have a spinning a spinning yes. thing. And they what, have, are they co- what are those called?
0: Uh, rotisseries. I don't know. Yeah. But whatever it is, it's got, like, lights on the inside, and usually two or three of them are burnt out. So you don't even know if your hot dog or sausage is even cooked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're live. You know where they have great food? Twin Peaks. That's true. In Warrenville is where we are. Come out and see us. You've got two hours left to come by and see your buddies, Waddle and Sylvie. If you're just getting out of work and you're in the Warrenville area, come out and see Waddle and Sylvie. We're here for two more hours, 282.52, Deal Road. Here's the deal coming up next. We deal with a lot of hot takers. You hear them all over. You hear them on first take. You hear them on get up. We had one of the hottest of hot takes recently said, and we must deal with it coming up next.